Stop to Lachlanstown. You might not notice this Martello Tower easily here on Killiney Beach because it's been so changed. This tower at the southern end of the beach on Strand Road is south number six. Numbers four and five, a tower and a gun battery between here and Bray, were extensively damaged by coastal erosion and eventually demolished. The tower here is now a private house with two storeys built above the original. It was built to defend the beach itself and like Bray, it was armed with an 18-pounder gun on top and a battery that's further along at Lachlanstown River. Quickly, and some simultaneously. In the late 18th century, Britain was right to be worried about the French threat just across the Channel. Napoleon Bonaparte was in power and he'd clocked up a number of significant military victories, making France the dominant European power with an army of two and a half million men. This dwarfed the British army. In 1803, Napoleon stationed 200,000 men along the English Channel and Britain was put on high alert. Combined with recent rebellions here, Ireland's defence became an important issue for the British. They had intelligence that the French forces led by Napoleon were going to attack Dublin via its vulnerable coastline. So a decision was made to defend Dublin with a string of towers. And quickly. It was an ambitious building plan, but it succeeded over two years. Once the Lord Lieutenant gave the go-ahead in June 1804, the Bray Towers were begun. The construction project was outsourced to private contractors. A local builder called John Murray built most of the batteries and towers between Sandy Cove and Dunleary. The builders must have received detailed instructions, but no firm evidence has been found of the existence of such plans. The Southside Towers were the first to be built beginning in June 1804, and most were finished by the following February. This was very fast for the time, and we'll give you some more details about that at our next stop. Such was the speed of planning and construction that the ownership of the sites wasn't always identified when work began. So who designed these towers and why were they this particular shape? And why were they called Martello Towers? Well, Martello, it seems, is an anglicisation of the word Mortella, from Cape Mortella in Corsica, where a similar cylindrical tower was built by the Spanish Army's professional military engineer, a man called Fratino, in the middle of the 18th century. He spent 10 months in Corsica designing fortifications to guard that island. The Cape Martella Tower is an innovative cylindrical three-storey tower with a rooftop gun platform and two cannon. That was completed in 1565 and some of it still remains there. What made the design famous, though, were two engagements between the British Royal Navy and the French at Cape Mortella in 1794. In the first engagement... The French garrison deserted the tower, but they rearmed the tower when the British forces departed soon afterwards. But this time, the French put in two 12-pound cannon and a lightweight carronade. The British returned to recapture the tower with a sizeable force, including two ships. They attacked the tower, but the French held out for two days with the near loss of a British ship and numerous casualties. What impressed the British was that the tower had held out for so long with so few casualties it had been defended by just 33 men and only two of them were killed. So the British engineers took detailed and careful plans of the design of the tower in Corsica. And while the original Mortella tower in Corsica was not used as an exact replica in Dublin, similar cylindrical towers in the island of Menorca are closer to the Dublin designs. Cape Mortella highlighted the efficiency of well-built coastal towers. And Mortella became anglicised 
to Martello, hence the name. Back to this tower here in front of us. When it was demilitarised in the later 19th century, the tower here changed ownership a number of times. Lots of people wanted to rent the beachfront property. There's even evidence of a proposal to turn it into a convalescent hospital, but this never materialised. Then its 20th century owner, Victor Enoch, extended it upwards with the addition of two floors and picture windows facing the bay, taking the distinctive look of a Martello Tower away. But if you look carefully, you'll be able to see our next tower, one of the finest examples of a beautiful restoration up ahead. Look north and upwards to the obelisk on Killiney Hill, then bring your eyes down a bit to the large white mansion below. Just to its right you can see South Seven, Tara Hill. That's our next stop on Killiney Hill Road.